And we're back, everybody. This is a Franco Premier League show. We're back after, I don't know how long, like two years, maybe <laughs> something like that. Uh, I'm I'm joined by Omar, if you remember him. Omar, how are you today, bud? All good, all good. Uh, he's good to be back uh, after a really, really long hiatus. But uh, yeah, let's do this. I mean, yeah, let's. We 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 can't sugarcoat this, and we just have to address the elephant in the room. I think that the the main reason why I was so adamant on coming back is that this can't go unaddressed. Um, the way Chelsea season has been, uh, I think it's probably the worst one I've had. Uh, like yeah, I think ever. I think it's probably much worse than the fifteen sixteen in my opinion. Um. But yeah, Amari, I mean, let's let's start like on un- un- unfolding it. Like if we go through the timeline, okay. Uh and I I, th- I feel like a lot of people don't yani, yani, um underestimate how how it is, how catastrophic it is to sack a manager one month into the season. And a lot of people recognize that. So whether you agree sacking Tuchel was right or wrong. I think it was right, in my opinion. I think Tuchel was running out of ideas. I think he was struggling to get his message across, and the results reflect reflected it. Okay, we 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 haven't performed in the league. We haven't performed well in the league. I don't know since I would say March twenty twenty one. Right, that that was the last thing I remember or last form I remember us in the league that we were at least in the top three in the division oh if you want to say November 2022 maybe after Lukaku came and he was scoring a couple goals Uh, how 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 do you think that went down because I know you like Tuchel all of us like Tuchel uh, but I do think his sacking was was warranted but it was also just kind of the worst timing ever. Um, yeah, um, actually, in my opinion, I believe that Tuchel was, was hard done by, to be honest. And it was nothing football-related, I have to say. It was definitely what was going on off the pitch with the new owners. And... Um, they really wanted to get in the business of what was going on on the football field, how the team set up, who was playing, who who was not playing. And that was, I guess, too much involvement for Tuchel and staff to grant. Uh, and rightfully so, I have to say. Also, um, yeah, so basically they sacked him because he didn't. He, was, he wasn't really a, a yes man, was he? And that was totally it's the fine. Opposite of that, yeah. Yeah, and he just wanted to set up this, set up, set up the team and manage the team the way he saw fit. And I don't think anyone can question uh, that about him since he has recently delivered success for the club. And uh, yeah, it was actually a pity that we had to they had to go because honestly, it was it was really downhill from there nothing really uh went better for us it was really just us discovering a new low every 
couple of weeks that we never knew we we, we would reach. Mm. So yeah, I definitely believe that Tuchel should have stayed, and I, I firmly believe that he was the best, the best person to manage this transition since um, we just got taken over by by new ownership. But so, see, yeah. see the thing is, and I think we talked about this before. The 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 marriage of Abramovich and Tuchel was was perfect. Okay, he he was a manager that didn't want to be involved in squad building, didn't want to be involved in transfer settings, and Abramovich and the recruitment team with Scott McLaughlin and and Marina Granovskaya, and they didn't want a manager's opinion. He had he had like an opinion. But his say wasn't anywhere near the final say. So it was like a match made in heaven almost. It's it's a shame that we never saw how, how it unfolded. In the first in the first four months, it brought the, the club a Champions League trophy. <laughs> and it brought the club two trophies. One they haven't won since the nineties and one they've never even won. Uh yeah, I mean Abramovich. I mean, he, I I wouldn't really say he was he wasn't entirely not like not involved with the transfers. He always wanted, like he always uh, sometimes saw this player and he he thought, yeah, I want this player at my club at all costs. I don't care. He didn't think of whether this player fit fit the fit the squad or any of these uh, intricacies. Um, but yeah, he he wanted the best for club regardless of how much they needed to pay or what what kind of financial obstacle stood between the club and buying this new shiny player for example Fernando yeah. Torres was Shevchenko uh, Fernando Torres they were definitely Abramovich buys and I mean Kai Havertz as well if you want to put him in there Werner um, all I, I like a lot of players come to mind that just didn't yeah. fit. I think. Yeah, that that's true. That's true. Veron was one of them. I think yeah, he I mean, came for like forty something million. From when United. when you when you talk about players who who didn't actually uh, live up to the expectation, Chelsea, there are there's a definitely a, a really long list. It's just the chi- the shiny new toy that I'm gonna bring exactly. in, uh, yeah. regardless of whether it fits or not. Another example is. One disaster transfer in, in Bakayoko, for example, that one yeah. horrendous. We believe Bakayoko would be our new Matic, and he mm-hmm. would basically solve all of our midfield problems. And starting against, uh, besides Kante, would be the best fit, the best combo that we needed. And um, I mean, to be honest, he, he, he did. He, he was he one of the really worst re- Chelsea players <laughs> that crossed the mind, bro. Yeah. He looked really good in, in in Monaco, and it was it seemed like he was ready for that new big step to uh to Chelsea in the Premier League, but yeah, I guess it came a bit, a bit too soon. I mean, now I think he's in he's still in Milan, no? Or where, where, where is that? Is he? Uh, now he's in exile. Uh, now now I think he's on loan at Milan. Milan tried to bring him bring him back to us. Uh, we refused. We said no. Live up to the loan. Now he's in his fourth year of his contract, and he's still collecting a paycheck from Chelsea—a disaster situation, to be honest. <laughs> like, I think fifth. He came in twenty seventeen. 
for, for, for five years and this is his fifth, no? Yeah, so yeah. Th then probably Marina renewed his contract for like a year, just like she did with uh, with Michi. Probably no. Yeah. Then it's um, seven, six years. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So so we 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 don't really see eye to eye on Tufu. Um. So so let's let's dive into his replacement, which in hindsight now we all know how it worked out, but. With with Graham, and and that's the thing, we all kind of feel sorry for him. Like, none of us or I, the Chelsea fans I know of, right, think he, that he's a shit manager. He's not, right. Uh, but I just think he was just too out of his depth. He had he doesn't have, he didn't have any prior experience with high profile players and high ego personalities and and like i think he's he's like what 45 47 something like that so he's not young per se but he's an up-and-coming coach but i think the sheer the sheer amount of how it backfired is just i think the key factor of how mesmerized us yani none of us expected it to be this bad and the reasons I don't even know, or I don't even, I don't, I, I can't even start to count them. Yeah, I was definitely excited with the with the Potter appointment. I believe that he was the probably one of the top three best best fits to take on the job, especially mid season. And I mean, he he's shown what he he's capable of with with Brighton, and. His um career trajectory from I don't know the fourth tier of Swedish football or something to the Premier League, so it shows that he's he has the the know how he has the he knows how to run a football uh a football team he knows how to manage a football team, and uh, yeah and I I thought like new owners okay they're gonna bring a manager on a six year contract they know they want him to stay for a long time. They want to grow with him. They want they want the manager to to stay for a long time, and I mean, in theory, it made sense to bring Potter. You know, young squad, a lot of new lot, lot of new transfers, and that was even before the 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 Jan, the, the January transfer market where we bought I don't know seven or something players. <clears throat> So yeah, on paper, it looked fine. And he actually had, I think, an okay start, I believe. Yeah, like I mean, he... He, he's the reason why we reached the, the knockout rounds. I think we, we started off uh, with Tuchel with one point after two games. I think he, he won four straight. So he yeah. won the two games versus Milan, uh, Salzburg. Kiev and Kiev. Yes. And uh, Zagreb. Sorry, Zagreb. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the game we we went to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It was Zagreb, not Kiev. True. And uh, yeah, I mean, he did well in the, in, in the group stage. Did well in uh, against uh, Dortmund. I'd say over both both games he did really well. And um, yeah, but like, thing is, he was when it came to. The Premier League, 
the the team was all over the place. It never really Honestly, kicked, was... kicked on for him in the in the league, did he? He he, he took he, he took over the team in September. He he found he was flooded with like I don't know three four new signings in the summer. And... He had like eight injuries at the time. Yeah, I mean, which, which a lot are, of people forget. Are, are another story, yeah. Yeah, and then flooded again with I don't know like how many players in January. Like the new team he took over. There was an there was another new team added, on top of that, and I think that the squad size right now is I don't know is is almost hitting forty or something, and I also read that there's a new place like they did like they had to expand the dressing room to fit all of the the first team players which is insane if you ask me but yeah i mean um it never it never really clicked for him and a lot of big big name signings a lot of uh huge price tag signings that obviously you expect them to play they expect themselves to play i mean players coming on coming in uh I don't know, costing how much? I don't know, 70, 80 million, like Mudrik, for example. Yeah, he hasn't started, I don't know, more than three games or something, or even less. He's yet uh, to have 90 minutes in the league. Yeah, and and, and like or the already big names that you already have, like Pulisic, for example. I don't remember any Pulisic highlights from this season at all. He didn't have a single start. Ziyech as well. And see this CS thing, and uh, is is baffling to me. <laughs> like he was on the door at PSG, and what do you do the next game? You start him, and it's it's just it's these decisions that you go. Well, I I know Grand Potter is not a dumbass. <laughs> I know that he's smart. Why is he coming up with these decisions? And I th- we will never know. We will never know why this happened or why this came about or, or why these decisions were being made. But I guess my, my, my question is, like, why did he seem like a fish out of water flapping at one point? Just I mean, I... I honestly believe that the the job came a bit too soon for him, and I'm not gonna lie. If someone put a ten million a year contract in front of me for six years, I will never. I'm not saying no. And I mean, yes, again, in theory, or in hindsight, or in hindsight, the Chelsea job seems logical, like a like like a a logical transition from Brighton doing really well to Chelsea in a, in a transitional year. That made perfect sense, and yeah, we, we there were even talks about Potter taking over the taking over the England job, and he's like the perfect guy for the England England job. So these conversations were already being had, but obviously, looking now, Potter like took the job, which I believe came a bit too soon for him, and it's not only that; it's also. Honestly, like I, I can't blame Potter entirely. Like the ownership, they are stuffing their nose in every single aspect that's going in the like that, what's happening on the pitch. Uh, to the to to like to the point where they're 
storming the dressing room after every game, which honestly I do, I really don't understand, and like telling players off. I mean, I'm sorry, this is not your job. And there's a manager in effect that does that job, like there's someone who's there to to, to do that and tell people off on and, and and get things right. What's the point of you uh, signing them or getting them? if you don't want them to do their job. But anyways, just how the club is run and but isn't how much that of, a, like of a, a disarray. Like, like an American thing, because because in, in American sports, especially the MLB and the NBA, um the the locker rooms are, are not that like sacred. Like like reporters go there, journalists go there, owners go there, managers, you know, agents Yeah, you can de- you can definitely say it's an it's an American thing, but again, right. not everything that should that normally takes takes place in in the US should happen here, I guess in uh, in in the Premier League. So, um, but yeah, it's not only that. That's like one one example of what's going on. But like how the club is run, you're buying players left, right, and center, not knowing who how are you going to set up, who's going to play, who's not going to play. I don't know. You have how many wingers on your books right now? Like, probably seven <laughs> wingers or something. <laughs> and you're you, the only logical signing that made perfect sense this uh this last January was the, most the Enzo. One. Was the Enzo was the Enzo deal, and you you really needed Enzo. I mean. I can't lie, like the the Jorginho, the Jorginho transfer to Arsenal came honestly was was perfect for 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 him, the club, and everything because he's what thirty, he's past uh past thirty now, he's up thirty and thirty two, isn't he? something like that, yeah, and mm. he's he's slowly instead of you trying to find a club for him in the summer. Um, Arsenal yeah. came in for him, and in the summer he was free, wasn't he? I am I not sure. No, I think he has another. I think he, he had he, another year. Summer, summer twenty twenty four would be his last. Yeah, would, would okay. Be the end okay. Of his so eighteen months. Okay. Yeah. So basically, Arsenal came in for him, and yeah, the Enzo deal made sense for uh, Jorginho to leave. But you did a one one for one type of thing, like that midfield. You still need like two more people. I mean, I mean, yes, you still need more personnel. You, yeah. you still need better, better, better players there. But there, there's there's no team where Jorginho and Enzo fit together. Like there's no point in playing them together or playing them in the same squad because you already have other players. And I mean, yes, some of them are are on loan, but. Jorginho doesn't play if Enzo's on the field. That's the that's the thing. So it made perfect sense for Jorginho to 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 go to Arsenal. But yeah, that that was alright, I guess. No one was really fussed by that. It 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 was expected for him to leave um sooner than later, actually. Yeah, I think uh, I think the the only thing that ticked us off was the fact that it, it was Arsenal and then they are in a title race. So you're pretty much helping I, out a rival winning the league. I mean, on paper you could say that, but look, he doesn't really play that much for them. He's still he, yeah. he's still on the bench for uh for uh, Shaka and Party, so yeah. 
Um, they're having phenomenal seasons, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, not, there are a lot of question marks going on for Graham Potter once he took the team and throughout his season. So he he took over a really unstable, in an unstable environment. And new manager trying to implement his his philosophy, trying to implement his playing style with, I don't know, 30 plus, 35 plus players uh, on a training ground every day is not easy. Not knowing who's playing on top of that, add on all of the injuries, players being rushed back from injuries, key players being rushed back from injuries like Thiago Silva and Reese James, for example. Mm. And there's there's an incredible imbalance in, in, in the squad right now. A lot of players need to be... It's very lopsided. Yeah, a lot of players need to be uh, let go. You so, some of which you ironically, just bought. Ironically, you need to buy players and to fill in some positions that you you're in dire need of. So, for example, uh, and and on top of that, play, key players that need that uh that are probably going to leave at the end of the season, um, like, like Mason Mount, for example who hasn't renewed his contract and he's more or less one foot out of the door right now. So, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of job... There's, there's, there's a, a lot of... Um, there's a big job for the Chelsea board and Chelsea hierarchy um, to take over. So, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff to do right now. So, Yeah. It's it's gonna be a long summer. It's going to be uh, a long summer full of full full of <laughs> surprises, ups and downs. Players coming back from loan, players going back to their clubs who were here on loan, and uh, yeah, it's this um, this, this Mason Mount we're, we're in situation. For a, for a long ride, I guess. Yeah, I think it's gonna be the longest two three months of our lives already till the start of next season we're gonna be getting beeped like notification almost like weekly if not daily <laughs> about incomings and outgoing this this Mason Mount situation is, is fascinating really because this guy that's that's the type of talk that he he was getting he was getting Lampard treatment like he was like he 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 I think wore the captain's armband two three times. He's Chelsea through and through. I think like his his form left him at possibly the worst time imaginable. Yeah, I mean, obviously his his dip in form coincided with his time uh with his contract being almost up next year, so. There's definitely a crossroads at the moment. We're in a crossroads where he wants more money, but his form is really bad. He doesn't start. He shouldn't start, in my opinion, right now. But mm -hmm. he oh, he is. But, but the thing is, we know what he's capable of. We know how good he is and how and how he can affect this team and how how much of a leader he is in, in that Chelsea dressing room and how much the club needs someone like him to be present alongside, for example, Reese James, uh, Thiago Silva, um, 
Like these, these still was not there for long. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, this one, like obviously Rudiger left, all, all, who was like all, a all the really big leader in the yeah, dressing room. That's true, but having these people in your dressing room kind of brings 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 the team together, brings the place together, grounds them, make like they're they're really important, and the role of these leaders, for example, how how the club had them in the past in 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 the form of uh, Czech Terry Lampard Drogba. You know, like people of reference that all of the other players looked up to is is honestly really underrated. the ro- the The role of the role of these people are really underrated, and yeah, he's definitely one of them. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Really, and and, and how, he's how he, he's this. he's our guy. He's our guy. He's he's a he's a Chelsea player, and he's 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 a Chelsea boy, and he's been he's always been a Chelsea boy and since he was six years old so it doesn't make sense for him to go anywhere else I mean on paper I don't know how it's going to end up with the contract situation but it just doesn't feel right to see Mason Mason Mount wearing another I think club shirt and I and I think Liverpool or United shirt the ownership knows that like they're not dumb they know that he's he's such a valuable asset to this team uh, and also, like, keep in mind, it's not even just about the money. I think it's about the seven, eight-year contract deals that they're handing out. Not every player is comfortable with that. Yeah, like, you gotta yeah. keep. Yeah, like, not not every player is is willing to commit down to a contract well into his thirties. I mean, listen. I mean, that's one. That's one way of thinking of it. Another way is, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pen. A seven-year contract, and just you know, live it out seven years. You know, make the bag, and then probably go to the U.S. or China or wherever or the Gulf. After that, when I'm like thirty-three or something, or thirty-two, and yeah, the thing is, so the thing is with four or five-year contracts is. You're doing you at, at at your peak, like when when you reach twenty seven, twenty eight. No, no, it's 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 not it's not necessarily rated to age. It's it's more rated to the which contract, which which year of the contract. So, a five year contract, for example, first, second, first two years. Uh, the player has to perform because the third year. The third year. Is the year where. The club is gonna think of selling you if you underperform, or renewing for you if you, if you continue to perform as expected. So, obviously, you, you, selling a one year or selling in the fourth year means losing half the value or losing a lot. We all know that, and obviously, leaving after the fifth year for free doesn't, you know, it's it's a it's a loss. It's a big disaster you know? if that happens. Exactly. So if you price him out of a move, like they're saying, I'll oh, give us eighty million or stuff like that. Liverpool yeah. won't do that, right? Liverpool doesn't have eighty million to dish out on Mason Mount. They've got bigger yeah. fish to fry. Uh, Arsenal also have bigger fish to fry. They need another. I'm hearing another centre back, another right back, and they need a right winger. Um, yeah. So they've got bigger fish to fry. These clubs are not gonna dish out eighty million on on Mason Mount. So if you price him out of a move, and he also says, "No, I'm not. I'm not renewing," 
that's a complete disaster if he leaves out on a free in 2024. I mean, I guess that's the gamble the club has to make, whether to, you know, set a price tag and, and think, oh, okay, that's that's how much we value him. Either pay that and or nothing less. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's a decision the club has to make and on whether... Um, they would sell him or just run run down his contract, or on the other hand, try and renew his contract. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Honestly, because I I I don't believe that he should be the one to uh one of the people to leave the club this uh this summer. But yeah, I mean honestly, if he leaves, I think he would do that this summer and yeah. If Liverpool doesn't pay, pay, I don't know, the 70, 80 million, I'm sure someone like United will, someone like even Arsenal will. will. Um, City have shown interest. A lot of, a lot of Everybody clubs is such. interested. It's yeah. Mason Mount. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I'm sorry. People who, who think that he is not, he's not good enough to continue at Chelsea or he's a bad player, they have a really short... Uh, they have a really short memory, because the in his is, first... like we, we we unlike a lot of other players we have at the club, we saw how good Mason Mount could be. Yeah, and I don't, I just don't understand. I don't get so all the you. Hate. You saw I, a live. I don't understand image of how good this guy could become. And he's and the thing is, he's still twenty four, and he's he's been he's done all that in the past four years, and he's still twenty four. And he's only gonna get better. That's the thing. He's only gonna get better. Ever since he started playing football professionally, let, let's start from Derby. Lampard played him. He started him regularly. Chelsea, Lampard again for England. He 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 started almost every, every single game manager that's been at the club started him. Exactly, Graham Potter, um, Tuchel. I mean, Lampard, um, Southgate, yeah. everyone. I mean, I'm sorry, but this, I don't know, whoever, this, these football fans. But, but, but can I ask you this though? Because that's don't the appreciate, same. Don't appreciate him. Don't appreciate him. Um, as, as, or don't understand or don't know f- more football than these elite managers. I'm sorry. Like, if, if you're the England, England manager, you're, you're an elite manager. If you're Thomas Tuchel, if you're Graham Potter, if you, if you've trained, if you've uh, managed in the Premier League, you're an elite level manager, and all of them, all of them, start Mason Mount in different positions, and he performed in 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 all these different positions. But I I guy. wanna I wanna ask you this this question though, um, because that's the same issue we have with Kai Havertz, right? Kai Havertz started under every single manager under Germany's manager, under two different Germany's managers, nay, and albeit he's also dipping in form, but no one is having that same hate or same ripping into as Mason Mount. Like, don't get me wrong, he gets his fair share of hate and abuse. And also, like, do not abuse play. Like one thing is criticize them. That's fine. They're human beings. 
but but like abuse is is such a how do you expect these players to perform at the top level if they're seeing hate <clears throat> on a daily basis on their social media? Like I think Mason Mount had to deactivate his Twitter account. Uh, Kepa, yeah, Kepa, I think had to had to uh, turn off comments. Same with same with Kukurea. and 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 now Kai Havertz is is experiencing it. And look, I I. Kai Havis has the same issues, but why are, aren't we having that same conversation about Kai Havertz too? Because that's the guy who scored in that Champions League final, but take away that Champions League final goal and that 2021 season from him, what is there to show? Yeah, don't get, don't get me wrong. Kai Havertz is, is a talented player. He's really good. You don't, you don't go. You don't go uh, to Chelsea for sixty million if you're not that good. But the thing is, he was sought out by every top club in Europe: Real Madrid, and, Bayern Munich, yeah, City. Yep, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, why he kept on playing? Yes, number one because he had he had his moments. Like he had moments where he shown. For example, in Newcastle game, the Champions League final, Real Madrid, etc., etc. So we know he can do it in a centre forward position. Like we know, he's done it several times, not consistently. Sometimes his in-game decisions are not the best. Um, passes too soon, uh, hogs the ball for too long. But if you, if you. If you put him against all the centre forwards he's in, in during his time in the club, he's been better than all of them. So he's kind of the best option, I guess, you play in that area. And I mean he's not like he's not uh Haaland or I don't know, you know, he's not a an elite striker, but there's no one else better for to 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 play at centre forward right now, and that's the thing. And and brings me to the other other point. You need to sign a striker next season. Full stop. You need a striker. Whether you sign a striker or you bring Lukaku back, I don't know how you want to do it, but or how the club's going to do it. But Kai Havertz as a centre forward is not sustainable. He's just a placeholder. And again, brings me back. To the point of selling players. If a if a striker comes back, if you sign a striker, sorry, how is that going to affect his his place in the team? Is he going to get sold? You don't know. He's probably going to leave. I've 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 read, uh, FC Bayern links. Um, they want him because I mean, again, think of um. Think of uh, what's going on right now with Chupamuting. Chupamuting is always all right. Don't get, don't, don't get me wrong, but not sustainable. But where where would Havertz play? He's old as shit, isn't he? <laughs> he's 32. I, w- I wouldn't say he's like old, old. He I mean, shouldn't be buying set and forward. <laughs> he, don't get me wrong. He is he is doing the job to the best of his his capabilities and they like him there. But we everyone knows it's not sustainable. Uh, and with Tuchel being there right now, I don't think he, he will get... Because that's not the type of forward that he likes to play. So, if Havertz go, goes there, then 
Swimmer thing at least is gonna be is gonna get sold, and in in I don't know in the future if Havertz is still there, I don't know when Thomas Muller retires or leaves Bayern, he's gonna drop into that ten position, you know, and eventually they like with a striker in front of them, but that's that's another story I guess. So yeah, I I mean, listen, everything is 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 interrelated with. With everything right now in 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 the upcoming four five months for Chelsea, so. Um. Yeah. 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 We, now, let's uh, uh, got... let's 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 take a, a a quick ad break, and and we'll be back to 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 talk about the the transfers and and what do you think of the incomings and and outgoings. Yep, of course. And we're back from the break, everyone. Um, Omar, um, you stopped by. We stopped by after talking about Mason Mount and Kai Havertz, and and it got me thinking about like, because it's not all bad with the ownership, to be fair. And I th- I think we discussed this before, like internally, that they do have the good intentions. They just want to do it their own way, and for not it's certainly not a lack of ambition. Um, I'm looking at the transfers, and obviously the one that stands out is Enzo Fernandez. But but the one I want to ask you about: what is your second favorite transfer out of all of them? I mean, I'd have to say Jock Felix, I guess. I mean, he's Felix. on loan, but he's uh, but he's been basically our best. Attacker this season. Um, see for yeah, me mean, that says a lot that the lone player is my second favorite. Uh, with two league goals. I, <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, listen, we don't score goals this season, so it's been baffling how bad we've been going forward, and um, I think part of that I will I will blame it on Tuchel. I love Tuchel, don't get me wrong, but I will blame it on because we were that inept offensively when he was in charge. When Graham came, we got slightly better, but then died off way too quickly. Um, and and it's just been terrible for for a really long long time. See, my second favorite, and this might shock you. But my second favorite transfer out of all of them is Malo Gusto. Uh, really, really shrewd transfer. I feel like it's get, it's going very under the radar. They wanted to get it done now, right? But they couldn't. And instead of them going out trying a Kyle Walker-Peters, for example, or getting Tino Livramento back for like 50-something million, instead of ringing a body... In January, they completed that transfer. That way, he comes to Chelsea in the summer. And I'm sorry, Reese James, man. Like, I love Reese James. He's been disappointing this season, to say the least. He his form dropped significantly, and part of it is he's playing with an injury. Right, he's due a surgery. He keeps postponing it. In my opinion, now that the season is done after we got knocked out from Madrid at the time of recording this video, he should just have the surgery. It can't get worse in the league. 
right? We're we're not gonna get relegated. It's not even like a one percent chance at this point. So so just have the surgery now and come back fresh. That's why like Malo Gusto, in my opinion, is such a good transfer. It's one of the favorite transfers out of all of the ones that they have. I mean, it says a lot that your second favorite transfer is someone who hasn't even played a game for a club yet. So, yeah. I mean, to be honest with the Reese James thing, yeah, yes, he's came back from an injury. And obviously, form has been a problem. But again, form has been a problem with the entire squad. So, it's... I mean, yeah. I can't really blame him. Do you blame, blame him a lot for that? The team is in dire need for a, a good preseason. A, the squad has to be cut more or less in half. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, the thing is, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for now to, for to pick to pick out any like it, pick out any individual performance performances right now. We've all been shit it's, collectively. Ev- everyone has been bad. Uh, it hasn't been. Going well for any anyone except for I don't know maybe Thiago Silva I guess <coughs> he's been the only. I mean our our defense has been good, which is shocking to me. We haven't conceded as many. We just don't score. Never. I mean, I mean yes, we've conceded less than I don't know eighteen, seventeen teams in teams this season, but we've we've scored uh, less than nineteen. Bro. But again, you, you see, you see again. Like it's really hard to forget the the types of goals that we concede. It's not yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, obviously you concede less goals the better, but like the type of goals we concede are just horrendous. Like first first thing that comes to my mind the Kukurea goal, uh the Kukurea goal that uh the Kukurea actually no, not the goal, but like There was like his, three of them this season. Uh, yeah, more or less. The the but Wolves like, the goal, the, mistake. The, the West Ham goal, and then the Real Madrid. The Wolves goal. goal, the yes, exactly the the Real Madrid goal with uh with Rodrigo. It's just these really basic mistakes that you cannot make at this level, or someone at this level, regardless where you're playing in Premier League, FA Cup, Champions League. You shouldn't be making these mistakes. These honestly, they're just yeah, like being so out of position, putting your te- teammates in jeopardy. Uh, the Chilwell red card was Kukurea's was Kukurea's fault, but yeah, I mean there has to be an improvement as a as an organization, not just individual. Like the entire team is is not there. Is not is it, they're really really far from. From where they should be, where they usually are, so it does make sense to like pick out, you know, individual performances. I know, man. Like, I think they should just cancel the player of the season award. No one, no players deserving of it. I don't care if Thiago Silva performed or we collectively performed like shit. I think this is the worst Premier League season and point tally so far um and 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 it's just it's just been abysmal it's just been abysmal man like i cannot overstress how bad we've been but 
I want to segue to 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 the to the final point before we summarize. It's it's looking more likely now that the Pochettino is 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 gonna be our manager, and if not Pochettino, is one of either Vincent Kompany or I think his name is Petzokoglu from Celtic. Um, but but it's like eighty ninety percent almost Pochettino now. I know you're against it, and I know I'm for it. Why are you so against Pochettino being a Chelsea manager? I mean, I wouldn't say I am so, so against it, but he's not my... I mean, he barely makes the top three choices. Like, he's third after uh, Enrique and Nagelsmann, in my opinion. So... And I mean, listen, I I I won't say that he's he's more or less the the next Chelsea manager because it's been changing a lot the few the past couple of weeks. Like we've been hearing a lot from Enrique, and then apparently Enrique drops out a lot from Nagelsmann, and Nagelsmann is more or less the next Chelsea manager, and all of a sudden he drops out, and now the next name the people are talking about is Pochettino. So we don't know. We no no one knows so far. So. What do you think Listen. are the the pros and cons of having Pochettino as a Chelsea manager? And if not Pochettino, out of the available candidates, who would you who would you pick? I'm not gonna lie. I I think Pochettino is. Just say it. <laughs> I know you want to say. Yeah, it. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> The thing is, he, he he didn't really like. He had really high hopes with with PSG, for example, because yeah, he took them to uh, a Champions League final, and but again, he didn't. He did not. Wait, who was it? Who was it then? Tuchel Sorry. took them to a Champions League final. Yes, yes, yes. True, true. true. He, wait, he took he took over after Tuchel. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then I mean, there you go. He, he, it wasn't even him who he took PSG. They, to the but 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 you can also say both of them had the same trophies at PSG. Both of them didn't work out at PSG, right? Because you know and I know managing PSG is a mess. It's even a bigger mess than Chelsea. That's how big of a mess they are. They're a disconnected, dysfunctional unit. Listen and again. I I believe I believe right now the best option to bring in is someone who, I mean, someone someone who is a seasoned a seasoned coach, someone who has has the experience, who's won before, who's who knows how to deal with big players. But but that's I, not Nagelsmann though. That's you true, and, I mean? and Nagelsmann is my only exception because <sighs> because I, I will tell you something before, like after Tuchel was sacked, right? If you had asked me at the time, would you rather have Grandpa or Nagelsmann? I would have said Grandpa, and we all saw how that worked out, right? I think. It was for me either between Enrique and Pochettino, and 
from at least the current news that we know is that Enrique has pulled out of the race and and the only one that's left is pretty much Pochettino but what what I do want to say is that Enrique hasn't coached the club in since 2017 so he's been out of an entire cycle basically of modern football get, getting getting involved and he's been completely out of it coaching Spain whilst he has the biggest uh, uh experience when it comes to managing high profile players he's also been out of the loop for a while and it could it could work out in some cases like Conte for example when he worked out with us but it could also be Van Gaal with United and 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 that backfired horribly with with Van Gaal at, at, at United you see you know what i mean i see your point so you you asked me who I want instead of Pochettino right now. I would I would say I definitely definitely prefer Ancelotti if he leaves Madrid, which is very much likely. But 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 the thing is, like Real Madrid had Pochettino as the first as their first replacement for Ancelotti. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, so he's he's a wanted man, and and I was Yanni, I I know that there's stigma because he's look. I'm not saying he's not he's not unflawed. Okay, he he has flaws. Okay, we've saw it, we've seen it for Spurs, right? But we also saw the upside, and I feel like the standards for us Chelsea fans need needs to drop a little bit because we can't be talking about winning trophies right now. We're in eleventh. I think we're ten points above relegation zone, right? The standards need to drop, and we need to have a reality check that that goals need to change. That for next season, top four should be our goal, if not top six, because of how bad we've been. And I feel like the person that will steady the ship and has Premier League experience, has done it for Southampton. Southampton is still in the Premier League because of Pochettino, right? And he's done it for Spurs. Spurs, our Spurs nowadays, they have gained all this public opinion and Spurs fans came out of their shell, basically, because of Pochettino. I feel like whilst Pochettino era might not bring trophies, it is needed in the current state. Do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not sure if I'm making sense. I see your point. Yes. So, Listen again. I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad. Oh, it, me neither. Yeah, exactly. With with with, with, with the Pochettino appointment, but just in my opinion, I don't think he's the he's the guy right now to to study to, to study the ship. You need a radical someone who's who has a radical solution right now because. Next season, there's no waiting. There's no. There's no. Oh, let's wait. Let's wait to like, uh, ease ease the transition. You need a radical transition in the summer. You need a proper preseason. You need someone who has bags of experience. Someone who's dealt more or less his entire career with big players, big personalities. Someone who doesn't take any nonsense from anyone so 
that guy for me only translates to Carlo Ancelotti at the moment because there is a really high possibility he leave, he leaves Madrid this season, and mm. I would take him. I don't know. I I know Ancelotti won't be here for like even if he signs, he won't be here for a long time. A couple of years of Ancelotti, I, I believe, is what 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 the club needs. <sighs> I I see your point. I see your point. How realistic it is, I don't know. Because let's say Real Madrid goes on, wins the Champions League, he stays. No doubt about that. Uh, I wouldn't say no doubt if he. I I wouldn't even say no doubt because. I mean, there's. I mean, on, on the other hand, there's a really high possibility that he just retires, because he's he's spoken about that, and it's not a secret. Because he could just easily finish the season, regardless what he wins, and just. The ties. I mean, the guy did literally everything in football. He's won, I don't know, five Champions Leagues right now? It'd be six. We'll see. Anyways, if he's available, if Ancelotti's available, Chelsea should sign him because there's no better, there wouldn't be any better coach than Ancelotti on the market. I guess the big, I the biggest downside I, I can't evade from seeing in, in Poch's side is that if there's a rough patch in results, them Chelsea fans won't give him a break. It will be like sorry all over again, probably worse. Because there is that there's that Spurs tension, right? So they're already like waiting on him. So one if there's a downturn or a downtick in results, I don't think he'll be given the time or the platform. And we That's saw I, I... Go ahead. I get what you mean. And I didn't even go go into the fact that he used to train Spurs because that's something that he won't have a lot of credit with the fans if, if exactly like you said, like if anything goes wrong, he won't have he won't have the fans' patience. He's always going to be that Spurs guy. If we keep on losing, if the results go bad, and he'll be oh Mauricio Mauricio Pochino, the good coach. If we keep on winning, so that's my only <laughs> scares. But but other than that. I'm I'm not seeing another downside, but 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 that is a big downside not to look over. And and I guess my final thing, and 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 we can end it here. Um, I want to ask you, give me your 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 three your your major three players that need to go in the summer, and give me one realistic incoming that the team needs. Okay. I think I Let put you on the spot the there. Entire, <laughs> entire squad in front of me right now. <laughs> I think I put you on the spot there. there a lot of a lot of Chelsea players on the books. It's endless, isn't it? <laughs> See, I, okay, I can say mine. You go, yeah. You go, um, you go first. Definitely, uh, definitely one of Kepa or Mendy. Not good enough. Okay easy for me it, it's that the goalkeeper standard has been average bang average for a while now um a purple patch from Kepa or a purple patch for Mendy won't change my mind about them anymore they're they're the Kepa is on superstar money he's never really in those five years he's been at the club never really lived up to, to that pay grade 
Mendy, he's not on superstar money. He wants superstar money. He's still he's still living in 2021. I think one of them needs to go. Uh, not good enough. Ziyech, big one, not good enough. He was at the door at PSG practically begging to be sold. Let him go. It's not doing the club any favors. It's not doing him any favors. He's still probably... He, he's still probably salty about that. Like, And if I were him... I would hate Chelsea for that, for for how how it went down at at uh, at PSG, and and the third one for me, uh, third one for me. That's a good one. It'll be Conor Gallagher, man. I love Conor. Uh, I love how much he loves Chelsea. But if you're not good enough, you're not good enough, man. Like. Maybe some, maybe next season if he plays what well, could change my mind, uh, under Poch or whoever you know becomes in charge, but I think he's not good enough. Um, he he he's not good with teams that hold the ball. He's he's more of a reactive type of player. Uh, and you you can't be like that when you're trying to be composed and and and. And and you can't be that impulsive. He he gets drawn too many silly fouls. Uh, I think he got like a record on his debut for us um, against Leicester. He got a second yellow with two idiotic challenges. Never seen anything like this before. Um, and the major incoming for me. Uh, we need a striker, don't we? I would say one of one of Osimhen or or Ivan Tony. I feel like these two are the best solutions on the market. They're not realistic, however, because Osimhen's um price tag will be insane, especially under dealer NTs, which we all know, like very very tough negotiator in the market. Um and also with Ivan Tony with, with off the pitch antics it's just it, it it doesn't seem sensical to sign him but in my opinion if you can't sign a striker or if you can't sign a um a top talent striker don't sign don't waste your money on second solutions we've been through this before and we saw how it worked out with with Lukaku with with Werner don't sign second solution option if you can't get your best solution don't get one and just focus on other priorities we've won the Champions League before without a strike it is doable you just need a system and currently we don't have any uh, self-confidence is an all-time low self-belief is an at an all-time low fan morale player morale everybody is feeling it right now and and i think we just need some positive vibe in the club which i honestly felt like Flank, frank lampard would have been able to do but so far he's five from five losses it's inexplicable how bad we are. Not even Frank Lombard can fix it. <laughs> I think but... four from four, not five from five. Is it? Four from four, yes. Whatever, man. Well, he's going to... Well, we got Brentford next week. So I don't know, fam. <laughs> Might be five from five. <laughs> okay. 
so yeah, you're asking me who I would three players I would sell next next year or just let go. First of all, Aubameyang, Ziyech, and uh, maybe Loftus Cheek, but not too fast about him. But Obama honestly, if someone comes, if someone comes in for Conor Gallagher, Conor Gallagher uh, then we should definitely sell. But yeah. We should have sold I mean, Everton when we had the chance. He just didn't want to go. Yep, true. We we I were guess so. yeah. We should have sold him for the forty million, whatever they offered. But it it is what it is, man. But yeah, let's uh let's end that therapy session. Yeah, I'm sorry. The it's it's looking a bit bleak. I know it's very depressing right now being a Chelsea fan. But yeah. but I'm not looking know, forward to any of any of the other games, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I watch him now. Like I, I watch the games now, and I just I don't take them seriously. Like, I think everybody, the players know, the coach know, the fans know. Everything about Chelsea now is just we're limping off till the end of the season. But there, it's it's always just been that. Like since 2021, 2022 was like that, and 2023 was like that. We're just limping off till the end of the season, giving up too soon. Out of everything, and you know all the FFP talk. That's you know that's UEFA. We're not even in UEFA next season, right? Uh, if if they want to balance the books, they have an entire season of next season to balance the books out for because we're not in Europe. Premier League FFP rules are a joke, right? No one takes them seriously. We saw them with Newcastle and see, right? Um. And Chelsea beforehand, so I I I just feel like we we definitely we needed a reality check. We've been we've been really used to that chopping and changing success route, which is not sustainable for anybody. And we needed a knock back down to reality to realize that we needed to build from the ground up. It's a shame that we're that deep down. We have to build up from. But one thing is for sure, I do know. I'm hoping it's a bit of copium here, but I'm I'm <laughs> it's a bit of copium. But I think next season will just be much better than what we've seen this season, no matter what it is. I mean, there's no there's there's no worse than that. Like it can't. Like the, if if the, it does, the, then the, then the there's serious up. issues. The only way is up right now. So yeah, I I think like worse is to. Actually, be in a relegation battle, and if we are next season, then there is serious, serious issues going on, which I doubt. I know there is issues going on, but but not fundamental issues. We're Chelsea, right? Chelsea will survive regardless. They've got a fan base. They've got financial backing. They've got uh, uh, they've got. I think they're like the seventh most supported club in the world. You know, it's a well-established team. The wreckage of Chelsea is very unlikely. So, so it's it's don't I I and and I'm saying this to whoever listens to this as a Chelsea fan and only sees dark stuff right now, that don't let one season get in the way of seeing the bigger picture. Whilst it's hard right now to see, it, I guess. Yeah, we can only hope. 
Yeah, man. Well, Omar, thank you so much, man, for, for your time. I know it's taken, taken so much of it already, but thank you for coming back on the show. And hopefully, hopefully you can do this again with a more, you know, cheerful voice. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure to be on the podcast. Thank you so much, Omar. Is there anything? Um, if do you want to shout out your social media? Do you want to shout out any of? Do you you do any of your work or any of that? Feel free. The platform is yours. Um, I mean, you can always follow me on Twitter if you want the the odd opinion on anything and or everything. I actually forgot my Twitter handle. Let me check. Is it? Um, yeah, I'll start it. Yeah, feel free to follow me there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Omar, again, and uh, hope to hear back from you soon. Thank you.